Hey guys, um, welcome back to the second episode of B-A-S-A-H-M, which means be a stay-at-home mom. Alright, so what we're going to talk about in this episode is basically how my whole motherhood started. So, it started about almost three years ago when I met the father of my two daughters... He is my world. He is my absolute everything. Um, I love him to death. But we met at work. Awkward enough. Yes, we met at work. Well, fast forward three months into our relationship, I find out I am pregnant with my first daughter, Braylon. And mind you, I was only 19 or just turned 19 at the time and I was very very scared so you know being a first-time mom at 19 it's kind of scary well I had really really bad really bad morning sickness with her I could not eat anything much less work or anything the first basically two trimesters And it was completely awful. But I also could not eat. or Well, I could eat. I could not drink milk with her. I would throw it up. Okay? So, fast forward nine months. Not even nine months. I delivered her at 37 weeks. So, fast forward 37 weeks into my pregnancy. I got diagnosed with severe preeclampsia. Which, if... Y'all don't know what that is. It is where your blood pressure is so high and it's very, very, very dangerous for you and your baby. Well, I had to be induced at 37 weeks because my blood pressure was literally 160 over 99. So, I got induced. I had her January 25th of 2017, one of the best days of my life, literally. And it was very hard on me because I've never had a kid before. I didn't know how much work it would be. And I tried to breastfeed her. Well, come four months into breastfeeding, I was drinking dairy. I didn't know there was such thing as a milk protein allergy or any of that, as a matter of fact. Well, I started noticing her being very fussy Her poops wasn't as normal. And then at four months old, she started pooping blood. Well, I took her to the doctor. They sent me to a GI specialist. We figured out she had a milk protein allergy and acid reflux. Well, this was probably the hardest news a mother could hear. That, you know, you could either get off dairy which that will be three weeks to a month for it to completely be out of your milk supply or you can stop breastfeeding and give her the milk that's not going to hurt her tummy. That put me into so much depression and so much separation anxiety. I don't know how I dealt with it. Not to mention staying up all night with a newborn 
for a new baby. It was hard. I thought that I didn't have anybody to talk to, even though even though I had Darren there to talk to, which he did help a lot. I'm not going to sit here and say he didn't. He helped me a lot through. He helped me a lot through that process in my life of becoming a new mom and not being told I couldn't breastfeed and all that. Well, after she was born, you know, I just said four months into her life, she has grown so much and next year she's gonna be three like I can't even believe how old she is she's gonna be three and it just blows my mind how much she learns every day and she's just such an amazing kid even though she does get an attitude but she gets it honest so all right pretty much with Braylon there wasn't that much that really happened I mean yeah we had her at a young age I mean but other than her having a really bad milk protein allergy and acid reflux there wasn't really much to like afterwards like when she turned one we introduced regular milk and stuff but like, the only thing that mainly bothered me was when she was around six months, I had to um, be put back on my anxiety medicine because I couldn't handle the anxiety or the depression at, at that point. Because after I was told that I could not breastfeed, I honestly shut my emotions off and I just went into myself like you can ask Darren at some point in time I didn't even want to hold Braylon and I know that sounds terrible but I was that depressed because I couldn't do what I wanted to do and breastfeed her it was hard on me emotionally not even physically it hurt me so bad to be told that you know I can like I don't know how to explain it it just really really hurt being told you couldn't breastfeed your baby because she had this wrong with her stomach like it was hard and Darren helped a lot through that and so did his family and my family Especially his sister, because his sister talked to me almost every day after that. And my best friend Alicia helped me through it a lot too. Now, I found out I was pregnant with Alea, actually December of 2017. Um, so right before Braylon's birthday, honestly. So, Braylon was really young and about to become a big sister. Um, Alea's pregnancy was fairly easy, honestly. 
besides at 25 months when I about went into preterm labor and I was already two two centimeters dilated. Um, And then after that, everything went to heck. Like, it was terrible. I was having contractions every day which wasn't doing anything. It wasn't putting me in labor at all. I had to get two big shots in the hip to help her lungs out, which, mind you, hurts like hell. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It hurt. But the thing with Alea is that after that 25-week scare, um, I had ended up getting admitted to the hospital in Hickory, um, where I then had signs of a stroke, which if you're a mother, you know how serious it is to have a stroke when you're pregnant. I did not have one. The I had like a very complex headache that mimicked the symptoms of a stroke. But the same thing happened around 38 weeks. I got preeclampsia again. Which, after you get it one time, if you've ever had preeclampsia before, you are at a very, very high risk of getting it the second, the third, and any other time you get pregnant. So, I did get preeclampsia again. And this time, it wasn't that rough of a delivery like me sitting here thinking Braylon's delivery was probably the hardest for me now I got an epidural with Braylon's and I slept through the whole labor process but like the pushing and the recovery wise was very hard on me now with Alea I believe the whole laboring process hurt worse um I had an epidural, which failed, did not work, worst pain in my life. Um, I had never really felt the ring of fire until then, and mind you, I hated it. <laughs> like, I was just ready to get her out of me. So I pushed so hard, and I actually bled a whole lot with a lamp. Like... I didn't think that I was going to bleed that much, but I bled a lot. TMI, I'm sorry if you did not want to hear that, but most of the time moms are listening, hopefully. But, yeah, um, yeah, it was bad. But my recovery for Alea, it was rough, but it was easier than Braylon's was. Like, a whole lot easier. Um, I'm guessing just because I had a distraction because Braylon was there and I couldn't, you know, just sit there and think about how bad I hurt. Like, I'm guessing that's why it was so easy for me. But Alea, she's my troublesome baby. She actually could not hear from two months old all the way to six months until she got tubes put in her ears. Um, at two months, she had gotten a double ear infection, and then her inner ear 
was not draining properly. So all the fluid that was in there from her ear infection, her ear infection, you know, it got better. But the fluid that came with the ear infection did not leave her ears. So she couldn't necessarily hear. I mean, she could, but it was like a muffled hearing. So when she got her tubes at six months, she was very behind. Because she was not talking. She wasn't cooing. She wasn't interested in crawling, much less sitting up. She wouldn't laugh at anything until she got the tubes in her ears. And after she got the tubes in her ears, she was a whole different baby. She talked. She actually started laughing, which melts my heart when I hear her laugh, even though it's goofy. (laughs) It's really cute. And she's crawling now at eight months old pretty much and she's finally sitting up she's still not holding her bottle I still do that for her but she is progressing and I'm so proud of her and I know it was rough on her and she continued to get sick but she's a strong baby and I love her to death and her sister loves her Her daddy loves her. She's just the cutest thing ever. (laughs) She's my biggest baby so far. She weighed 7 pounds, 14 ounces. But now she weighs probably over 20 pounds at 8 months. Like, she a big baby. She's nothing but rolls. (laughs) Braylon was my small baby. She was 6 pounds, 7 ounces. And now she just... She just now got to 30 pounds at two. So, she's my smaller baby. But she's, you know, she progressed a lot faster than Alea. Braylon was crawling at four months and walked at eight. Alea's crawling at eight and probably won't walk till probably after she's one, which is fine. Every baby goes at their own pace. But I didn't really have the anxiety or too bad of depression after Alea, but I did breastfeed her. The only reason why I quit breastfeeding her is because she would eat for hours on end and I could not get up. Like I could and walk around and breastfeed her, but it was so hard. <laughs> like with her, with Braylon, Braylon didn't eat that much off my boob. But Alea, she would sit there for a good hour. And it was it was just something. And when I switched her to formula, it got a whole lot easier on me. It really did. But if you ever like doubt yourself as a mom which I have been for the past couple days it's it's gonna get easier it's gonna get worse before it gets easier when they say it rains it pours it's completely true like I'm not gonna lie right now I'm I'm not really feeling all that great. My grandmother's in the hospital. 
and you know this past week hasn't been a good week for me and I'm starting to get back into my depression and stuff and I don't want to but it's hard when like as I said when it rains it pours when bad stuff keeps happening to you you always think well what could happen next what what could make this day go any worse than what it already is trust me it will get worse before it ever gets better and you just gotta have faith that it will get better and it's not always gonna be bad and you will have that friend that you can talk to about anything or the significant other or the family member cause it's okay as I said when I open this it's okay to be upset some days it's okay to not have a good day we all have bad days but it's to the point where if you're not willing to fix your bad days then you need to talk to somebody but as I said I have a great support system and I'm pretty sure a lot of them would talk to people that they don't know <laughs> if they were having like emotional issues like Darren <laughs> he's a great guy he's amazing and he's probably one of my strongest supporters right now and my mom she's she's great too my kids my kids are my best cheerleaders ever <laughs> like and my dad um he's a good support system too so just if you're down in the dumps about anything my best advice for you is honestly just surround yourself with the people that you know will be there for you and care about you the most because that is the only way you're going to be able to get through anything is by surrounding yourself with people who love and care about you and who care about your children don't just settle you got this don't settle for anything like everybody's amazing in their own way find that person that's gonna love you for you and notice how amazing you are even if you are having a bad day and even if you think you look like crap find that person that doesn't think you look like crap even at your worst get a good support system talk about the talk about your feelings do something because if and my mom's told me this if you're upset and you're depressed and you your anxiety's through the roof that baby can tell like if I'm upset 
Braylon, my two-year-old, comes in there and comforts me and tells me, Mommy, it's going to be okay. Like, I'm telling you it's true. Your children know when you're upset. They know when you're angry, especially if you're their mother. They know. They can sense it. They know when there's something wrong with you. That's why it's okay to have a support system and to talk about stuff. So don't be afraid. But I'm going to get off here and I'm going to get some sleep because Alea kept me up from 12 midnight to 4 o'clock in the morning because her sleep apnea medicine keeps giving her night tears, which is a side effect. So I'm going to go try to get some sleep. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow in our third episode. Have a blessed night, and I hope you'll have a blessed day tomorrow. Bye, guys.